from round the corner to your street and neighbourhood. This is Pablo for breakfast. He's back with us to chat TV and movies. King of the nerds, Adam Ross. Good morning. Good to be here, Pablo. Equaliser 3, Denzel. He's back in our lives. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, where do I... Even... I'm worried that if I start, I won't stop, and you just will have to do, like, a five-hour shift, you know, like... Uh... <laughs> And you know, and I shouldn't give this much airspace to um to a movie this mediocre. Now, I, The Equalizer Three has uh, ticked me off enormously, only because I know what this assignment is. You know, it's mm-hmm. opening like on Father's Day weekend. You know, this is a beer and pizza take your dad movie thing, right? And I am the target demographic for that. I love this kind of stuff. You know, and Denzel. You know, like I mean, especially at this stage of his career. I mean, yeah, he's got a few stinkers, but he's also got you know like ten stone pole classics, and across kind of like every genre. So when he wants to put on his like Liam Neeson hat and do this action thing. I'm all kind of here for it. Equalizer 3 is falls into that kind of shocking sub like, you know, category of just movies that didn't need to be a trilogy. Now, if it's not going to be a trilogy, it can be an installment. And this film is kind of neither because if you're going to just be an installment, say like Bond or Fast and Furious and whatever, just give us what we came for. Right. And if you were going to do that with an Equalizer movie, you want to see Denzel talk tough hit the timer on his watch and then dismember everyone. Now, we get that in the opening sequence of this movie. Then there's an hour and 10 minutes of the most sluggish character development you've ever seen and then a little tiny bit of action. This movie is like, you know, it's a solemn slog, right? And with the payoff just isn't kind of that great. Um, it threatens to be a little bit goofy at the start. It has Denzel dead set sticking a gun through a guy's head and firing at another guy. So you're like, okay, well, this might be like, you know, schlocky, violent fun, but it doesn't even have that. And so, and then if it's going to be this serious, like trilogy closer where we kind of see, you know, this character come to a thematic end, we don't kind of really either get that either. So this thing kind of moves like molasses. It's like really violent in sequences where I'm pretty sure that the lead character is a sociopath and, you know, it's just enjoying this. And so I'm like, I don't even know where to sit on this. I mean, look, no one's going to listen to me. They're going to go anyway this weekend. But if you want you know, to watch Denzel do his thing, just chuck man on fire again. Mm. Stay at home. Mm. Uh, now, it's fair to say the O.J. Simpson trial of our generation was deep. Depp versus Heard. I didn't know that this documentary on Netflix, three-part series, could really give me much more than what I'd already seen uh, through social media. But I've got to admit, I was pretty blown away with some of the insights on this Netflix series. Yeah, look, I mean, this is an extraordinarily, um, you know, I mean, not only is the case polarizing, but this Netflix documentary has been polarizing as well. Um, I think that the main reason for that is that it's presented relatively without comment. It shows Johnny's side, it shows Amber's side, and then it shows the internet reaction. And mm. it doesn't have voiceover. It doesn't really, it's not holding your hand either way. So if you fall into kind of either camp, people are being offended on both sides. Um, I do think that, though, that this is an interesting document and something worth consuming only for the reason if you've got at least enough intellectual distance to watch it and just see how abhorrent the internet treatment of Amber Heard was. So if you kind of go like, you know, if you have a really strong bias in this case and you're like, oh, you know, Team Johnny, Team Johnny, and think that he did nothing wrong, this is definitely going to take shine out of his, you know, perceived victory that happened here because it shows, you know, it shows lots of evidence that kind of that 
people were running with this on an almost daily news cycle. You know, like, I mean, you work in radio, I work in film. Like, you know, we're desperate for content. And this was the most red-hot content that we'd had in about five years. So people want to know what was happening every single day. But people were falling into camps, and so they were omitting details and only kind of, like, you know, perpetuating their own narrative. And so this documentary, by it being even-handed, it will probably shock a few people. And I think that what I don't I don't think was a surprise is just how bad these kind of YouTube, TikTok commentators are and how that they will nitpick and edit and manipulate things to, you know, turn people into a joke. So whether you think that, you know, that Amber Heard was lying or not, what is kind of inarguable is just how kind of disgusting, yeah, like the minimization and the TikToking and the kind of turning, you know, turning one of the most serious topics on the entire planet, which is domestic violence, into a gag, you know. So you're kind of going, mm, this is pretty grotesque. Um, I mean... We probably you probably feel a lot of people feel like they know it all and you know but there are some spots in this that were pretty illuminating and look as car crash television goes away both you and I watched it in an entire sitting so I couldn't look away <laughs> and you pointed out rightly very different type of Netflix docker no green screen no talking heads this is just kind of like a wander through the swamp of the internet well I think a lot of people will watch it and go well I want this to tell me how I feel and it doesn't you know yeah. it says it says here here is both of what they said in court here is how the internet reacted and how do you feel about it and I'm like he lied she lied and that guy's gross on the internet <laughs> so it's like kind of so you don't have to you don't have to moralize it it just gives you more information now past lives we've gone from a romance disaster is this romance success <laughs> Look, so you know, Equalizer three might is going to probably get into my top five worst movies of the year. Um, <laughs> Depp for, Dep versus Heard is, you know, some people are calling it the worst TV series of the year. Uh, Past Lives is really dangerously close to the best film of the year. So I'm very, very happy to at least give you something good to point in your direction. Um, this film by Celine Song is just achingly beautiful and so romantic and it doesn't really come across here because i'm always talking about true crime but i am a big softy uh and a deep romantic at heart so something like this just uh absolutely sung for me it uh it's a story of like two kind of well not you can't even call them lovers but two star-crossed children that are separated by their uh, by immigration and they stay in contact over years and they are both deeply speculative about what could be if they were to have proximity to each other and they are drawn to each other and things get in the way and it just feels so authentic and real and sad and beautiful at the same time and it's got a gorgeous soundtrack uh, by members of grizzly bear one of my favorite bands and so this is another a24 film and it just seems like they can do no wrong so yeah if you want to go and see some really good high art get off your bum and go and see past lives at the cinema otherwise equalizer three is always there for you (laughs) (laughs) if someone does that i cannot talk to them again (laughs) uh adam it's always good to chat and uh we'll check in next week my pleasure pablo the feel good start to your day this is pablo for breakfast